1: Hello, and welcome to a special pre election bonus episode of The Spark Parade, a show where I talk to artists about the single artwork that's most inspired them. I'm Adam Unz, at Spark Parade on all social media. As I said, this is a very, very special pre election episode. I am going to be talking to Alexandria Bellevan, who works for the Actors Fund, which is an incredible organization we're going to be talking about her love for the pilot episode of HBO's hit series, Barry, which stars Bill Hader and Henry Winkler. So the reasoning behind this uh, very special episode is I started the Spark Parade as a direct reaction to the 2016 election. After the Trump administration came into power, they were threatening to withdraw funding for the arts nationally, and um, I was very worried about it. That was the inciting incident that uh, encouraged me to start this show. And now we have another very consequential election right around the corner. And uh, amongst many other things, arts funding is on the ballot. I know that there are tons and tons of other important things that people are very worried about right now, but this is an arts podcast. So I want to focus on the arts and uh, talk about organizations that are helping artists and will benefit directly from increased government funding for the arts. So, without further ado, let's dive right in to the interview. First, here are some facts about Alexandria Belavan. She is a career development specialist specifically for performing arts and entertainment professionals. Her mission is to help her clients navigate searching for meaningful sideline work while they pursue their creative endeavors. She works for the Actors Fund. The Actors Fund was founded in 1882 by people like Buffalo Bill Cody and P.T. Barnum. For real. And uh, it was founded as a formal entity to support troops of actors stranded out of town or who had no place to live or retire or had no proper recourse to funeral and burial services. That organization has grown and grown, and today they help performing artists and entertainers with employment, healthcare, housing, lots more. And it's not just actors. Actor was a catch-all term back in the day for anybody who worked in entertainment. So it's all entertainment professionals that can benefit from the Actors Fund services. They've been a huge, huge help to so many people, including... Myself. So uh, I'm going to be talking to Alex today about Barry. Here's some Barry facts. Barry is a dark comedy-drama television series created by Alex Berg and Bill Hader, who also stars as Barry, which has been running on HBO since 2018. We're talking about the pilot in which a hitman named Barry is hired to kill an actor in Los Angeles. He follows the actor to an acting class and is accidentally drawn into the world of acting by the class's instructor, Gene, played by Henry Winkler. Got it? Good. Good. Here comes my chat with Alexandria Bellavan about Barry. Uh, Where did you first hear of Barry?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, my boyfriend actually told me about it. Um, My boyfriend is also in the entertainment industry. He is a writer. He worked for a production company right before the pandemic hit and we're always loving watching tv shows it's kind of like an addiction but we kind of justify it because we both work in the entertainment industry so it's fine um (laughs) so but he thought that it would be a great idea for me to watch barry because of the nature of my work and how relatable the show is to my work with performing artists and entertainment professionals um so that's how i heard about barry
1: um, just as a a disclaimer right off the bat, I'm assuming that most of the entertainment professionals that you're working with are not former uh, or current contract killers.
2: I know, right? No. Um, I mean, <laughs> who's to say really? Um yeah. i I don't think I could answer that for everyone, but hopefully not. But yeah, I mean, I think that the I think what's really um interesting about Barry. And for those that aren't familiar with the show, I mean, it's about a hitman that pursues a career in theater. And I think that the fact that his quote-unquote survival job is being a hitman is (laughs) such an extreme, extreme example of probably how everybody... the performing arts that i've worked with feels about their survival gigs which is basically that they hate it and that it sucks the soul out of them and Mm -hmm. that's the main that's the main thing that got me so intrigued by the show and after i watched the first episode i wanted nothing more than to have a medium to talk just about the show itself, because, and I don't even know if the creators um, of the show intended um, all the symbolism that I see within it, <laughs> but I did. I see a huge, I see a huge correlation between um, what's in the show and what actually happens in a performing artist's life.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think you know some of it is a obviously a kind of heightened, exaggerated version of that um, because of the nature of uh, Barry's survival job but there are so many instantly recognizable moments about being in an acting class the experience of being taught acting the experience of being in a community of artists um uh you know both the supportiveness of actors the at times neediness of actors um (laughs) And, uh, yeah, all of that stuff, like when uh, after the class, when uh, Barry goes to the bar with all of his classmates and instantly without knowing him, everyone's just like, oh, you just moved to town? Well, you need to do this and you need to do this. And I, I know a place where you might be able to get a job and all this other stuff, like really trying to help and, and uh, give him some tools to to survive in the industry that he's just discovered that night.
2: Yes. Yes. And actually, I looked up that bar, which is called Residuals, and it's a real (laughs) bar. (laughs) It is a real bar. I thought that that was really amazing. But yeah, I totally understand what you're saying, that sense of community. And I mean, I engaged with theater a lot more in college and a little bit after I left college. I mean, I've been working in the entertainment industry in the nonprofit capacity where I support artists with navigating this journey of how do i balance paying the bills while also pursuing a career in the arts and it gets really exhausting because it's the entertainment industry is one of those rare industries where you have to do something else to support yourself because of the fact that it's so overly saturated And that community is so important because also, and this is before the pandemic, clearly, I mean, there's a lot that's changed since the pandemic started. But before, there was so much inflexibility on both ends. And even in the first few moments of Barry, of the first episode, you know, he just finishes a job. And as soon as he finishes his job... His boss gives him another assignment just while he was about to start breathing and taking a break from what he from, you know, the previous job. And that's just such a cycle that all of my clients face. You know, they are working because they've fallen into this routine where they have to get themselves a full time job because they have to support themselves. They have to pay the rent. They have to have health insurance or whatever the case may be. And that full-time job starts to consume them and there's no room to try and engage with your creative community to get back into it. And I think that when Barry... Receives his new assignment, which is actually the assignment that that takes him to the theater where he's inspired right. to take to actually, you know, pursue theater. But but the fact that when his when his boss tells him, like, hey, I have another assignment for you, he's like, really, another one again? <laughs> and that's that's oftentimes what my clients go through is when am I going to have some time and energy to get back into pursuing my career and I think that's another thing that's part of this whole um, assessment of the episode is that there's a huge difference between your career and your actual job you know Barry's job as a hitman um, is just his job it's not meaningful and the pursuing of you know a career in theater is different so career and job is different you know your career is everything it's You're getting paid for it sometimes, and sometimes you're not getting paid for it. I mean, the overall goal is to make all of your income off of your career, but sometimes you might have to take a soul-sucking job, like being a hitman, um, (laughs) (laughs) to support yourself.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And uh, also, just going back to what you are saying about all actors having to have survival jobs, all my life, I always had in mind that it was like, you know... I don't need to be rich and famous. All I want is to just be able to support myself with acting. And that seems like a really simple goal. And when I first moved to New York, I had a a kind of career counseling session and mentioned that as my simple goal. And the guy I was talking to was just like, that is totally unrealistic and is never going to happen. So you need to get that out of your head. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but I mean, just, you know, I, I think maybe a kinder, gentler version of that would be, you know, if that happens to you, you'll be one of the lucky ones. And thinking about other things that you can do with your time, ways that you can find work that is, if not equally satisfying to uh, the career that you're building at least has some level of satisfaction so that you're not feeling miserable in your day job every day and that feeling that barry has where you can see every moment of his day is just like oh god i'm you know really stuck in a rut feeling like he hates what he's doing and having this little spark of inspiration that he happens upon when he goes to this acting class where you know it's uh it's interesting but it's like somebody who isn't in the performing world kind of discovering performance as the thing that helps him to understand that he needs to figure out a way to get out of his day job when a lot of times it's, you know, people who are already in performance who that is their career and they're doing some other day job as a means to support that passion. But I think, I guess what I'm saying is just like having that idea in mind that whether you're a performer or not, taking the time to evaluate how you... Uh, spend your time, what what you're doing with your life and whether it's something that makes you happy or is uh, gratifying at all. And trying to think about ways that you can change that if if the answer is is no.
2: Yeah. And I think that that point is so relevant and important to right now. Absolutely. I've been... Working at the Actors Fund for about five years. And this last year, I was able to assist with our emergency financial grants um, program. And I was amazed to see the amount actually, I shouldn't say amazed. I was so privileged to be able to read through so many applications of successful entertainment industry professionals that have been working consistently for the past five years doing what they love. And um, now they are not in the position to be able to do what they love because of what the pandemic has done. And now you have a lot of people in the entertainment industry, whether they're performers or not, you know, you have lighting designers, stage managers, directors, writers that are all in the same boat trying to figure out how do I stay creative during this time? Is it possible for me to make money during this time as a creative? Do I have to take something that is... Soul sucking, um, because I have to survive during the pandemic, and how do I try and at least make that survival work that I'm seeking just the tiniest bit uh, meaningful? So, so that's something that's very, very important. And at the right now, I've actually been advising people that look, the best that you can do at this point is continue engaging your community as best as you can. Um, you know, engage in programs um, like the classes at the Actors Fund where you can meet other creatives and hopefully something will pop up that is meaningful, is a little creative. Um, and if not, then that's OK, too. Um, right. It's just about, like I said before, you know, career And job, those are two different things. So for sure. And I think another thing too, that I, that's like added to that, another issue that a lot of my clients are experiencing is needing to tell their story. So if you've been working in the industry consistently for the past five to 10 years and you're trying to find yourself a job outside of the industry because that's who's hiring right now, you know, there's this whole stigma behind being an entertainment industry professional and the non entertainment industry not understanding an entertainment person's background and there's this part in Barry where at the end when he's um, auditioning for to get to, to actually get into Henry Winkler's class his character's name is Gene in the in the show but Barry doesn't have a monologue prepared but he so instead of actually preparing a monologue he ends up just kind of freestyling and telling Gene all about his work as a hitman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I thought that that was amazing because it's the first time that I feel like Barry actually breathes in the episode where he's just kind of like letting it all out. Like, this is what I've been doing and this is what I want to do. And it's quite interesting because that's something that I think a lot of my clients are deprived of. They feel like they have to hide themselves. They feel like they are not allowed to talk about their survival work and the entertainment industry and vice versa. And I thought that that was also, also like a little gold nugget that I noticed um, that a lot of creatives right now are having this really hard time telling their full story because they've always been told, let me keep everything separate.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think that in my mind brings up two of these really important concepts that are front and center in Barry throughout the whole show, which are community and leadership and having this support network, people who are either in the same boat as you are now or have had similar experiences, especially for artists where, you know, right now people are not in theaters. People are not able to create uh, art in the same way that they have been and You know, I I was saying this earlier today, like I myself have felt like not having access to a community of performers regularly has been difficult for me. And, you know, everybody is feeling isolated right now, but trying to find a way to carry on having that sense of community is really important. And just being able to bounce ideas off of people and get suggestions and support and, you know, whatever else you can get from a community that is built around the the career that you're trying to pursue. But also that idea of leadership, you know, Gene obviously is a flawed character himself. He's a a (laughs) bit of a con man too. But at the heart of him, he really cares about creating art. He cares about nurturing artists and having somebody in your life who can provide that space for you to breathe, that space for you to say, I'm just gonna lay all my cards on the table, evaluate where I am, and give myself the space to think about what I can do next. And yeah, those two things, I think, seeing Barry access those things, maybe for the first time in his life, and really feel like people are seeing potential in him that he probably never even saw in himself.
2: Yeah, right. And then when he goes to tell his boss about this new passion of his, that conversation doesn't go well, which is a whole other thing that a lot of my clients also face is, you know, um, do I tell my employer that this is what I want to do? Or am I allowed to mention in an interview that, you know, I'm also a performer and i like to have the opportunity to audition. And then you have this employer who is, says exactly basically what Barry's employer says is that, you know, um, no, <laughs> that's right. not what I want you to do. And you shouldn't do that. And I think what was even more interesting about that scene was Barry's boss kind of mentions, oh, like you're going to go on a hit and your target is going to be like, hey, that's the guy from the chicken commercial. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I think it's so interesting how he immediately undermined the industry. And that's something that I think is really important to point out, too, is that there's so many people out there that don't understand the entertainment industry. And even if somebody did do a chicken commercial... (laughs) (laughs) that's not easy to get. There's a lot of work that goes into being on a commercial. It's actual work. It's not just being on camera and it's not just being an actor on camera. There's a lot that goes into being an actor, whether it be working as in a commercial or in theater or on a film, there's a lot of transferable skills um, that can be applied to many other industries, many other jobs So that was another thing that I thought that was really interesting about the episode of how quickly his boss discouraged him from actually pursuing acting and also that the example he used that would be Barry's first gig (laughs) would be a silly commercial. And then it was actually even funnier when Barry was like, I don't think I would do commercials. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Um, I thought that was amazing. It's like, why can't it be like, you know a play or being um, a co-star on a show or something? Why does it have to be, you know, that example? <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's one of the reasons why I do this show is to really highlight the importance of art in in everyone's life and the way that it touches people in different ways, but is uh, universally a part of almost everyone's life. And I think it is the experience of a lot of performers who are look you know, need to maintain a survival job that unless you're very, very lucky and find somebody who's understanding and kind of gets it and wants to support artists and will allow you you know flexibility and understanding that there is a lot of that resistance to providing any assistance to artists so that they can pursue their passions pursue their uh their career but also that attitude of like thinking about how the performer being a performer is going to affect their business. Um, and th- only thinking of it in those terms, like, oh, this is going to be really bad for me. What if, you know, if people recognize you from work that you've done, it's going to be terrible. You don't want to be recognizable. That's, you know, that is a real detriment to your career as a hitman. <laughs> and, you know, obviously in most <laughs> actors' lives, it's a, a different story. As we've mentioned, being uh, right. hit- hitman is perhaps not the most common uh, day job, but the general principle is the same like having to talk to your boss about uh you know ducking out for an uh an audition or um taking a little time off for a job that is you know if it's something like a commercial where it might not be a tremendous amount of money or you might not get paid for a few months and you're going to need to keep the day job but you're still going to have to ask for that uh, little chunk of time off like all of that negotiation um felt very real even though again it's a very heightened very unusual uh uh, job situation
2: yeah so it's kind of like professionals in the entertainment industry are constantly living this double life in a way down to the Mm. point where they even have different names (laughs) you know which is another thing that comes up and you know funny enough when barry does his first class Gene asks, like, what's your name? And he says Barry. And then when he asks him his last name, he gives him his his real last name. And Barry winces. I mean, obviously he winces because of the fact that he's a hitman and he doesn't want his full name going around. But at the same (laughs) time, that's actually something that a lot of my clients also experience is when do I use which name you know mm-hmm. um, and that's another thing that I imagine can kind of cause like identity crisis issues um, but that's a that's a main thing that a lot of my clients do come to me with is that when they are engaging the non-entertainment industry which name are they allowed to use
1: but all you know those, those kinds of things that uh, performers have to think about all the time and you know again For the 90th time, this is a very unusual situation where it's dealing with somebody who's moving out of uh, an unusual career into the performance realm. But a lot of the issues that they brought up about choosing uh, a name to use as a performance name, finding material to use that you connect with, finding scene partners, all of those kinds of things. um, Again, even though that's uh, uh, not about... Necessarily, the uh, the job search aspect of everything—it's it, also really resonated with me. That felt very familiar, and um, <laughs> it's the kinds of conversations that performers have with each other all the time, but just dealt with in a very, again, heightened, unusual way.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I think that's like a great segue to you know the end of the episode where he owns it at the end that he's an actor. He ends up in a diner, and yeah. um the waitress tells him that he she's an actor and she's going on an audition and he's like oh yeah me too and I swear it's like the first time that he smiles in the episode that he's like so excited that He's finally pursuing something and owning something that he that he loves. But I, I loved that that's how it ended because he decided that he was going to choose that path first for himself. And I thought that was a really beautiful way of ending that episode. And I think that that's a message that, you know, I want all of the performers and entertainment professionals, whether they work on stage or backstage, uh, in front of the camera, behind the camera, um, that... You know, you just have to keep on following your intuition and pursuing the career that you want to pursue, whether that means you're going to be paid for that career in some parts of your life and some parts of of your life you won't. But, you know, always have your eye on the prize. And that is your priority, is your priority. And you have to do what you have to do to make that vision come to life.
1: Yeah. And that moment of, It's almost like an epiphany for him where he's like, actually, this is how I am going to define myself. This is what I want to do. And, you know, without even having any real acting experience, just being given some encouragement and being given the keys to, uh, you know, a a room where there's support for him made him feel confident enough that he could say, I am an actor and call himself that. And, um, you know, part of it as well is just the way you think about yourself, how your career ambitions define you um, and and the way that you use your job title or uh, your career goals or whatever to think about yourself. And if you're thinking about yourself as I'm this person who does this terrible, you know, survival job that I hate rather than I'm an actor who happens to be doing this terrible survival job right now, um, it's those kind of subtle shifts in thinking that can really Make a huge difference, especially in a a time like this where performance opportunities are so limited.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The trick, the trick definitely is how do I how do I do something that's manageable and is going to keep me uh, mentally healthy while I do pursue my my true passion. So I've been seeing people do really amazing things during this time um, while they are working. I mean, I have a friend that created a Zoom murder mystery, which I think (laughs) is amazing, right? I think it's so creative. So I think that's like the beautiful thing about right now is that people are definitely coming up with ways to stay creative and stay committed to their entertainment side regardless of what's going on right now and if anybody has been struggling with that you know they should know to just do it you should just try and be creative stay in touch with that creative side and something will eventually something will eventually fall in your lap and also making sure that you're staying on top of your priorities and those needs um, during this time. And yeah, this was such a fun conversation.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel very satisfied. I think that's an excellent place to wrap up. Well, this was amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate you making time for me. Um, If people want to find out more about the work that you do and, um, perhaps even get some help from you. Uh, how is, uh, what's the best way to get in contact?
2: Yeah, I think the best thing to do is to go to the Actors Fund, um, website, specifically actorsfund.org slash workshops. And, sign up for a Career Center orientation. And eventually you will get to me because I teach a lot of the classes that follow orientation. And you could also find me on LinkedIn too, my full name, Alexandria Bellavan. And I am always open to new connections, as you know, Adam.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I know very well. As yes. you know. <laughs> and
2: I am also there. I am always writing content about performing arts. And I am I'm always happy to talk to anybody that is in need of assistance or in need of some words of encouragement or ideas during this time. So yeah, via LinkedIn is a great place to find me.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you again. Um, I really appreciate you uh, you taking the time for me. This was very fun.
2: Thank you. All right. Take care. Take care.
1: Bye. Bye. Thanks again to Alex for talking to me. She's great. If you're an entertainment professional and you need some help with finding a job, get in touch with the Actors Fund and take one of Alex's workshops. She is fantastic. She will definitely help you. If you're not an entertainment professional, but you want to support the great work that the Actors Fund does, you can donate to them on their website, which is actorsfund.org. And then if you're an American and you want to support the arts in general... You can write to your local representatives and pressure them to add substantial arts funding to the next COVID relief bill. The goal is to have $2 billion in arts funding added to that next bill. And then the most important way that you can help out is to just get out there and vote. Vote early, vote safely, and most importantly, please God, vote for Joe Biden. Again, sorry to be a partisan hack, but that's the way it goes sometimes. And that's it. Have a fantastic weekend. Stay safe. I'll be back next week with another amazing episode. Until then, bye.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels.